you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? My check engine light's on. Mm, that could hurt your gas mileage. The AutoZone free fix finder service can help find the fix for free. Get in zone. This whole report for free? That's right. Printed and on your phone for free. Get in zone. But what if the fix is too tough? We'll recommend a local shop. Fix Finder, only at AutoZone. Get in zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. You ever get the feeling the city walls closing in, the concrete jungle suffocating your soul? You crave wide open spaces, the chance to connect with nature, maybe chase some elk, fish a private stream. Well, listen up. There's a whole world out there, and finding your own piece of it just got easier. Head over to land.com. They've got ranches, forests, mountains, you name it. Search by acreage, location, the kind of hunting or fishing you dream of. Land.com. It's where the adventure begins. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What is up? Welcome to another edition of the NFL Fantasy Football Podcast. It's me, your man, MG Marcus Grant, socially distancing alongside the Fantasy Hall of Famer, Michael Fabiano. And I think we're coming up on like 10 weeks uh, in quarantine. Um, how, are, how are we feeling after 10 weeks? <laughs> I can't say it on the air because we get in trouble. <laughs> it's It sucks, man. Like, I mean, yeah. I mean, at least at least we're seeing a little bit of a light at the end of the tunnel, like, you know, with LA's governor saying that there's going to be, you know, live sports with no fans in June. You're seeing other States across the country that they're slowly opening up. Although like my home state of Connecticut, I think is like the only one that hasn't, but um, that there's, there's a little bit of hope. There's a little bit of hope. So let's ride that wave. Hopefully sooner rather than later, we will see sports. Starting, at least for me, the biggest one would be the, the baseball season mm. uh, and the Yanks. Eddie, I mean, if, if it's if it's, you know, OK at that point to get together and watch sports. I'm there. You and I are going to go there. out and, yeah. and uh, maybe have have a drink and, and watch the Bombers. 
Works for Marcus, me. you'll always invited. Although I know you're a, you're you know a Dodgers guy. So. I mean, depending on who depending on who they're playing, I might you know I won't ever cheer for them, but I won't yeah. necessarily actively root against them. So. Well, worst case scenario, we'll see you in the World Series. Um, <laughs> speaking of which, uh, you heard the the voice of Senior Edward L. Murphy Esquire. Have you guys you guys both saw the the pictures of CC Sabathia? Right, like looks great. Dude, um, holy cow! I mean, he's he is he and I are from the same hometown. Like, so it was like it took. It just caught us all by surprise. Like for those of us, you know, obviously everybody who's seen CC throughout his career, certainly those of us from from, from Vallejo are used to him being a heftier gentleman. Um, he's ripped now. Like, why didn't this happen during his playing career? Why did he wait till after he was done? Well, you, you remember like that. that there was a time where he did lose some weight during his time uh, right. as an active player, and he mm-hmm. didn't pitch as well. That's true. Yeah, you're right. Uh, in fact, was it was it in Milwaukee, maybe, or uh, he was in Milwaukee uh, for was, a time. It, for a little bit of Eddie, uh, the Yanks made him just, with, with the Yankees. Uh, he lost a little bit. That's he what it was. He okay. cut out a handful of things. Like it was like like cereal, maybe like soda, something like that, like some kind of juice, whatever. And within mm-hmm. a few months, like he dropped a bunch of weight. So we're, right now in quarantine, CC is doing the opposite of what I'm doing. So that's good, at least uh, that he is doing that. I've actually lost weight, which is which is weird. I don't know if it's just stress or whatever it is, but I've actually lost weight, and maybe it's wow. because I'm not eating as much like out because that mm-hmm. food is like you know typically like full of salt and whatever else so right. like when you're at home and you're just eating stuff at home then it, it's and and you know my girlfriend and i are also taking walks like you know four or five mile walks to the beach and back too so that mm-hmm. that always helps that definitely helps yeah no mm-hmm. doubt i think i've kind of stayed about the same because i'm walking but i'm also like baking bread so like so it's sort of Dude, that's the, uh, as an italian that's the worst well hikes yeah. are bread, oh, pasta, hikes. Pizza, Beach uh, exercise and hikes are now opening uh, where we live. So, I mean, you know, we can get back into the outdoor exercise at least. Which yeah, is I, uh, yeah, I may, I may pull my bike out of uh, you yeah. know, out of the closet or whatever and uh, and get it going again. Too, so. Uh, so today we're talking running backs. On Tuesday's show, we talked quarterbacks, kind of dove into the position a little bit. Uh, we will do the same for the running backs. Next week, we'll get into wide receivers and tight ends uh, as we continue our positional preview. But uh, first, I have one of the big stories this week, uh, Matt Nagy. I literally almost said Charles Nagy. I flash back to like 1990s, ah. like Cleveland Indians baseball. Um, yeah. Matt Nagy says uh, Nick Foles relearning his playbook will be quote like riding a bike. So mm-hmm. like this, this basically just means that, that he's the starter, right? Like the the Trubisky experiment's over in Chicago. It's it's Nick Foles' team now, right? Well, he's the favorite. You know, um, he's got to avoid injuries. Which I mean, outside of Philadelphia, like honestly, think about it. Like Nick Foles hadn't really done much. You know, like. Mm-hmm. They were excited about him in Jacksonville. He got hurt and then usurped by Gardner Minshew. He's been with other franchises and hadn't really done much. So I think he's the favorite to open the season as the starter. But I'd be surprised if Mitchell Trubisky doesn't make, you know, a handful of starts at minimum in 2020. So either way, though, uh, how excited can you be as a Bears fan if you're you're looking at Trubisky or a guy who's done nothing outside of Philadelphia and has basically been a journeyman. So no one no one can wait for the retirement of Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson more than Bears fans. And they're playing each other like in 2020, <laughs> I believe. There's a game yeah. uh Houston against Kansas City. Yeah. That, that is like that, the that game is... every Bears fan will not watch. I think it's the kickoff game, if I'm not mistaken. I think it is the it is the season opening game. Is that it? Uh, if I'm not if I'm because yeah, because I think it's the rematch of the playoff game last year. 
where the Texans jumped out to a big lead and then ended up getting boat raced. Seven, six or seven straight touchdowns. Yeah. So, um, so let's get into these running backs here a little bit. Uh, sort of like we talked about with the quarterbacks, the top five running backs, PPR wise last season, Christian McCaffrey, Aaron Jones, Ezekiel Elliott, Austin Eckler, Derek Henry, so I'll ask you the same thing that I asked you on Tuesday. Which one of these guys is most likely to fall out of the top five and, and who would be the, the person or persons to replace him? Well, you know, you know, Aaron Jones is a lock. Like he's no chance. Are you, are you saying 19 touchdowns is not going to be not happening. Not happening. <laughs> so Aaron Jones is, is an easy candidate. I love Austin Eckler. He's a friend. I, I think he's awesome. I don't know if he's going to be a top five running back. Mm-hmm. I could see Derrick Henry falling out of the top five too. Right. And not because he's not tremendous, but I, I just feel like Dalvin cook is going to, is going to get bumped up. And, and if mm-hmm. you look at, uh, you know, the, the points per game average last year, it was McCaffrey. Then it was Dalvin cook. The, the difference was crazy. It was like almost nine points more <laughs> like right. from, from Dalvin. So you know, like Zeke's going to end up back there. Saquon's going to end up back up in the top five. I mean, I could see Kamara ending up back in the top five mm-hmm. as well. So uh, right now my top five backs are CMC, Barkley, Zeke, Cook, and Kamara. And then I've got Henry, uh, Eckler, Mixon, Sanders, and Jones. I could see Miles Sanders being the top five running back mm-hmm. if things go right for him. Super, super talented. In the games where Jordan Howard was out last year, he averaged over 21 touches per game, averaged over 20 fantasy points per game. So he could be a featured back at the next level. He's shown that. So even though it's a small sample size, there are there are three guys and maybe four if Cook can avoid injuries that are locked and loaded as top five guys. Although, wouldn't it be crazy if McCaffrey fell out of the top five and succumbed to that curse of 370 at the running back position? That would... That would blow a, a big hole into this position at the top. Yeah, no, that would be that would be wild. Um, you know, it's, it's funny too because I know people are. I've heard some people say or, or seen some people you know ask whether or not they should take McCaffrey at number one. You know, can he repeat? And my response to that is take him at number one because even if he doesn't finish as the number one running back, it seems pretty likely that he will still finish within the top five. Like I feel like. Just because you draft a guy at number one doesn't mean you need him to finish at number one. You just right. want him to be in that range of, you know, position one, QB one, RB one, whatever it is. You just want him to finish in that range. So if he if I take if I take CMC at one overall and he finishes as the RB three or whatever, I'm fine. Like everything's going to be OK. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned guys sliding in. Alvin Kamara was sort of the guy that I had pegged to kind of come back in there because I know last year the only thing that frustrated with frustrated with him was that he just didn't score touchdowns. Um, yeah, he went to the long, end of the season. Yeah, yeah, end of the season, like he scored a few touchdowns, but before that, he just really didn't. But everything else was kind of on par with his first couple of years. The number of touches was about the same. The yards, maybe a little bit less, but not dramatically less than what we had seen the first couple of years. It's just that the first two years, he scored a combined thirty-one touchdowns. Last year, he scored six. I think that number comes up again, so I could very much see him sliding back into the top five. I do agree. I think Austin Eckler. Uh, he was incredibly efficient, especially catching the football. Uh, I don't know that that's going to be the case necessarily again this year. Maybe he makes up for it in volume, but I just think his efficiency comes down. And so that hurts. Yeah, him a little bit. Aaron, top 10, but not top five. Yeah. Top five, I think is, is going to be hard. Aaron Jones, you're right. The, the 19 touchdowns. I think every, everybody is basically saying, yes, that's just not going to happen again. Right. Um, I still think he can score like eight to 10, which is a really great season. That'd be great. That'd be great. But, dude. I take it all day long. Still, 
you're still talking about if he scores, say if he scores nine touchdowns this year, that's still 60 points fewer. If yeah. everything else is the same, that's still 60 fewer points it's a boatload. Uh, for Aaron Jones. That's a lot. That mm-hmm. is absolutely a lot for him. Mm-hmm. Um, there are plenty of running backs, and I know we've kicked around plenty. Are there guys right now that aren't getting enough run, that aren't getting enough attention, that that maybe we should be talking about a little bit more? I mean, that's hard for us to say because we talk about talk about all of them. I know right? so much. Um, so I guess if I could throw a few names out there, we're still talking about Kenyon Drake, but Kenyon Drake could legitimately end up being a top ten running back next season, easily, easily. If you look at the numbers he put up uh, during his time in Arizona. I know that there has been uh, more than one occasion where we've been all in on Drake and uh, he has not performed, but this situation seems to be different in Arizona. Really good fit for the offense. No real competition uh, for, for backfield touches there with David Johnson now gone. So Kenyon Drake, I feel like he's getting respect, maybe not enough respect uh, at the position. I also feel like David Montgomery is not getting talked about enough. Mm-hmm. He's, I feel like he could end up being a decent draft bargain because people remember what he did or didn't do last season. Right. But I feel like the bears need to run the football effectively to have any chance, especially, you know, with that quarterback position being what it is. And Montgomery, I I think baked into his value right now is the fact that he didn't produce like we thought he would at a as a rookie. And, Mm -hmm. and Nagy likes to use a pass catching running back in Tariq Cohen. So if you can get Montgomery as your running back three and he produces running back two numbers, then, you know, that that's a bit of a win. Raheem Mostert is another player from your beloved 49ers. Mm-hmm. Tevin Coleman's there. Jarek McKinnon, I don't know what's going on with him, but Matt Brady <laughs> got traded to Miami. Like Raheem Mostert in the second half of last season was, was like, he great. was the guy. Yeah. He was lit, man. He was really, really good. So I feel like Mostert is someone too that like, if you're one of the types of people who likes to wait on running backs, which I don't think is a good idea, but right. he could end up being like that, you know, that, that zero RB target, um, you know, the same to go with, with David Montgomery uh, at that position. Yeah. Montgomery's the guy you mentioned, if you can get him as an RB three and he comes back with RB two value, I think I, I'd be I think you great. Can too. Yeah, I think, I think you'd be you great can. with that. Mm-hmm. I was a guy who was big on him last year and I, I sort of held on to that maybe a little bit, maybe a couple of weeks too long, kind of held on to that belief with him. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my fear with him is that he is a lot closer to his ceiling than I think we originally anticipated that I think, I think he's got a little bit more to grow than what we saw last year, but maybe not much more. So I do mm-hmm. think, RB2 value is probably um, maybe the, the tops with him, but right. I would like yeah. to see him get there. And if I can get him as a third running back and I maybe flex him occasionally, I feel okay with that. Um, I do think a guy that maybe we're not talking about quite as much, I feel like Chris Carson's another one of those names that just sort of hangs around and, and sure. we always try to find reasons to fade Chris Carson and he just keeps coming through all the time. I mean, it's it's for, all about that hip. If he's good, yes, then that ADP will rise. Yes. I mean, remember last year, it feels like week three or four, he had fumbled a few times and oh, we were all, we yes. were all afraid yeah. that Rashad Penny was going to come take over that job. And that never really happened. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it just never really did. Carson held on to it, was solid all year long. And again, I think he's one of those guys that you know, people will look at. I said, Chris Carson this year is sort of what I felt about Leonard Fournette last year, that you'll be sitting there probably in round three or so, and Carson will be just, he'll just kind of fall into your lap, and you may reluctantly take him, and then he'll end up putting up good numbers for you. And uh, I think, I think you know, again, he's not, he's not a guy that you think of as a pass catcher, but he does so many other things well. 
that I think he probably deserves a little bit more attention than he's getting. Um, yeah, I feel like, but I feel like the rest of these guys we've sort of kind of covered in in a in some form or fashion. Maybe yeah. Josh Jacobs. I don't know. We could talk about more, but I just want the Raiders to throw him the ball more, and I don't know why they don't. Right, but but look at what they've done though in the offseason. Right, you add Lynn Bowden, you add mm-hmm. Devontae Booker, Jalen Richard is still on the roster. So th- there was reports that they were like, you know, kicking the tires on McCoy and Frank Gore. Right. So like, you know, you might be hearing them say we want to get Josh Jacobs more involved in the passing game, but like the moves that they've made might signal otherwise. Right. And I just I don't get it because I think it's a skill that he has. And I, you know, I, I just I would like them to utilize that more because that that makes his value even greater. I mean, I think he's a guy who's gonna be outstanding this year anyway. But man, if they start throwing him the football and um Gruden has has liked to use that sort of back in the past. I mean, remember Charlie Garner? Yeah, absolutely. So I mean why they don't do it now, I don't I don't I don't understand. Hopefully that is the case and that they do give him the football and some of these moves that they've made are, are, are not sort of uh, you know, confusing us to the, the role that Jacobs could play as a pass catcher. Yeah, who knows? Um, I feel like this is going to be an easier one, though. Which guys are we overhyping? I know we talked a little bit on Tuesday about Jonathan Taylor and where that's he's That's the going. one, man. Uh, I mean, there, yeah. there have got to be some guys out there that we are just way too high on right now. <laughs> So like you could are and a lot of it's the rookies too, right? So mm-hmm. like for me, like are we overhyping Cam Akers because there's two other backs that he's going to have to compete with? Are we are we overhyping Keyshawn Vaughn? Right. As as and I think he's the best running back sleeper in, in that class because of where he ended up. But are we overvaluing him? Um, it, it, you know, if you look at some of the like earlier on, were we overhyping Clyde Edwards-Helaire, and now mm-hmm. it's sort of like a little bit backed off where we overhyping Devin Singletary and then they brought in Zach Moss and, you know, maybe that sort of uh, put a, uh, you know, put a bit of a ceiling uh, on, on where he'll be drafted based on uh, based on what his real value is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, definitely the rookies I think are, are very high on that list. It always happens. Maybe too much. It, it does. It always happens. I think at some point it will kind of level out a little bit. I think especially, you know, if we get some form of training camp, uh, and we see how some of these backs, because like a lot of these rookie backs are in ostensibly committee situations, right? I mean, Jonathan Taylor has Marlon Mack to deal with and possibly Naheem Hines. Uh, Edward Hilaire still has Damian Williams to deal with. DeAndre Swift has Carrion Johnson to deal with. So I think as we see some of these teams sort of working together, uh, we may have a better idea of how that works. Marcus, are we, and it's not like overhyping, but I mean, he's ranked in the top 10 a lot. Nick Chubb. I was just about to mention him. I was just about so, to mention so Nick Chubb. <laughs> first eight games last year, great, awesome. Six touchdowns, you know, well over 100 yards per game on the ground, getting involved in the passing game. Last six, uh, last eight games, two touchdowns, uh, fewer rushing yards per game, way fewer fantasy points per game. In fact, if you project his numbers over eight games with Kareem Hunt uh, into a 16-game slate, he's not a top 10 running back. He's not a top 15 running back. Right. So, and I'm like, people, Kareem Hunt is a knucklehead off the field. At least he had, you know, that incident. He's a freaking good running back, bro. Really good football player. He's a really good, I mean, he was an elite fantasy running back in Kansas City. And so, I I, when I see Nick Chubb get drafted in the first round, I'm like, I I don't want that. I'm not going there. Yeah, I 
I was looking at that. And I was that, those were literally going to be the next words out of my mouth when you asked it, because I do feel like, you know, we are looking at Nick Chubb from the first half of the season and sort of ignoring what happened in the back half mm -hmm. and and just kind of look, they're going to get a full year out of Kareem Hunt. And I still believe they want to build this team around Baker Mayfield. I still truly believe that. They want to put the ball in his hands uh, and let him be successful. And I think part of the reason we saw Chubb get so much work early is because Mayfield was struggling so much early in the season that at some point they couldn't just keep letting him throw the football because it was destroying the offense there. So I think if all these other factors come into play this year, Nick Chubb maybe won't get the same level of work that we saw Yep. Uh, you know, early in the mm -hmm. season last year. So, yeah, mm -hmm. I'm sort of with you. Um, I know he's he's has that late kind of first round, early second round ADP right now. And I just don't know. I just don't know. Yeah. Um, which guys are do you think the hardest to project this year? Um, my I mean, my immediate thought is we talk about the rookies and how they're getting overhyped. I feel like that makes it hard to sort of project the guys that they're paired with, the, yeah. the carry-ons, the, uh, the Damian Williamses, you know, all, all those Marlon guys, Mack. the Marlon Max. I feel like it makes them harder to sort of project just because we're still trying to wade through the hype fog that has come with some of these rookies right now. Like, yeah, what, weird. What? what about Mark Ingram, dude? Mark like, Ingram, another one. Yeah, J.K. Dobbins. J.K. Dobbins, right. man. I, like, I dig him in Dynasty. Uh, I'm a big fan of his uh, long term. But, yeah, I mean – like even to a point, you know, Devin Singletary, who I mentioned earlier, like how much is Zach Moss going to eat into his, uh, you know, goal line opportunities early down work? That that's that's a bit of an issue. And, and any team that has a as the look of a committee scenario. So like even the Rams, like as much as we like Cam Akers, there's no guarantee that he's going to see the majority of the backfield touches because Malcolm Brown and Daryl Henderson are still uh, in there. You, I mean, you even mentioned you know with the Colts, like Frank Reich is talking up Naheem Hines. You know, like he's going to come out and catch 60 balls out of the backfield. Right. And we know Jonathan Taylor is not a guy who's going to catch a ton of passes. And how much does that take him off the field? Mm -hmm. And Marlon Mack is still there. So, like, that's that's another situation where as much as we love Jonathan Taylor, he, he's not guaranteed a featured role. In fact, it looks like he's not going to have a featured role. Um, he'll, he'll end up being the top guy in, in a backfield committee. Melvin Gordon's another one, right? I, I mean, say that was the name that, that was the name I was looking at was Melvin Gordon. Yeah. Melvin, like, I, Melvin Gordon's a really good player. He's been a tremendous fantasy running back for most of his career uh, outside of his rookie campaign where he didn't score a touchdown, which is still crazy to think about. Yeah, All right. <laughs> Philip Lindsay is still there. Royce Freeman is still there. And, and I, we all think, you know, that Gordon's an RB two, and it, you know, he'll, he'll get enough opportunities to, to sort of, you know, make good on that, on that, uh, on that level. But I mean, how many times is Philip Lindsay gonna gonna be put in a game and get the hot hand, and Gordon stays on the bench? Like, right. I mean, it's it's possible that that's a scenario that's 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 certainly possible. So, the the talent that's come through in the draft, plus some of the moves that got made during the offseason at the running back position, has made some of these teams' backfields really tough to project. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, like I said, the Melvin Gordon one was good. I also throw, you know, for Volt for multiple reasons, Le'Veon Bell sort of into that. I know that, you know, I think a lot of people are just sort of bleh and just kind that's, of off that's that bandwagon. Yeah. I think it is. I mean, because I look at it as like he's he still is a talented player. He's just in an offense that is stuck in mud and you know, uh -huh. with a head coach that doesn't seem to really want him around. Yeah. And now they've got Frank Gore there. Like it's just, you know. Uh -huh. 
sometimes bad things happen to good players. And I feel like this is this is one of those things. A bad thing yeah. has happened to a good player. We just don't yeah. know what to do about it. Yeah. Um, if there's one running back you could target, and maybe maybe outside, let's say outside like the top three, right? So like no, you know, mm-hmm. McCaffrey, no Barkley, no Zeke, whatever. Uh, even throw Derrick Henry in there, right? And outside of those top four guys, is there one guy, one running back you feel like you would love to target at all costs this year? I want Miles Sanders. I just feel like mm-hmm. he's going to be the guy. And I like what I saw from him last season. We all know that he didn't get the hype out of uh, Penn State because he was playing behind Saquon. And then that final season with the Nittany Lions, he showed that he could be a featured back. He showed that he could be a top back at the next level last year in the five games without Jordan Howard. Uh averaging over 20 fantasy points per game. There's, you know, there's really Boston Scott and Corey Clement right now in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. So as long as that sort of remains status quo and the Eagles don't go out there and, and sign a big name running back and, um, and sort of ruin, r- ruin my projections for Miles Sanders, I would really like to be able to grab this kid. And uh, the, the bad news is that if you're in leagues like we are, where everyone's a shark and knows what they're doing, He's getting it's hard, man. Like he's it's getting hard. he's getting picked like in the top in the top twelve and fifteen um, at this point. So depending on where you are in your draft, you, you may not have an opportunity to get him. But I really do like what he brings to the table. Versatile guy who can do it in all three aspects. You know, I will say that if if I decide to start drafts, you know, running back, running back, which is probably likely, uh, even if I decide to go three running backs in a row, mm-hmm. if I could make that third running back David Johnson, I think I'd be really excited. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, I've kind of gotten back on that bandwagon just because in, in Houston, the opportunity is going to be there. He's going to be, you know, the, the lead back there. You know, I, I, I like Duke Johnson, but they've shown that they're not willing to miss it, necessarily make Duke Johnson uh, a featured player in that offense. They're still mm-hmm. going to throw the ball a lot because they've got Deshaun Watson at quarterback, but I think Johnson can DJ can get, uh, his, he can get his pass, uh, his targets there. He can get his touches as a running back. And I think this is kind of a bounce back as long as he's healthy, as long as the back is okay. Um, he's had time to rest it. I think I think he's going to have kind of a nice bounce back season. I could see him getting over a, you know a thousand rushing yards, maybe getting you know twelve thirteen hundred total yards and and you know eight six six to eight touchdowns. I think as you know as a, a second or third running back, I think that's a pretty good thing, and I would uh, I definitely be on board with that. Yeah, me too. Um, you got any running back hot takes for twenty twenty? Let's see. Uh, I will say J.K. Dobbins will have more fantasy points than Mark Ingram. Uh, I think Keyshawn Vaughn could end up being a top 15 <laughs> fantasy running back. Mm-hmm. So I gave you two. Yeah. And I do believe in Clyde Edwards-Alaire, even though Damian Williams is in the mix, let's not forget Damian Williams scored 21% of his fantasy points on two plays last season. And the chiefs did not draft Clyde to end up being in a committee uh, that, that shows him as the second option. Eventually, right. eventually the talent, will rise, the cream will rise to the top, and Clyde Edwards-Alaire will be a, a very reliable uh, fantasy running back week in and week out. So my hot take is by the end of the year, Darrington Evans uh, in Tennessee will be on a lot of fantasy rosters. Oh, that's bad news if you've got Derrick Henry. Because I think I think it'll happen mostly as a pass catcher that they will use him to, to catch the football out of the backfield because for all the things Derrick Henry does well, catching the football isn't necessarily one of them. Um, yeah. And I think I think I think Darrington Evans is going to get on the field. I think he's going to get some work. And I think he's the guy that I've been targeting in a couple of dynasty spots just because look, Derrick Henry's on the franchise tag this year. I can't imagine the Titans are going to want to double down on that next year. And we know that the current uh, NFL cl- uh, climate does not allow for paying running backs big money. 
So I could see Evans kind of working into a, a kind of a smaller role this year, having that expand. And maybe next year, the Titans looking around and saying, hey, look, we're going to give you a bigger opportunity, kid. Um, mm-hmm. So that's that's my hot take is that by the end of the year, people are going to be clamoring for him. And there are going to be you know fights on the waiver wire to try to get Darrington Evans at some point during the season uh, to wow. help your fantasy roster. Hot take. Hot take. There it is. Again, if these uh, if these hot takes come through, then we're going to remember them and we're going to let you know uh, if they don't. If they don't, then they just never really happen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's how that works. So, all right, that is it. We are done. We appreciate you downloading and listening as always and watching. Uh, you know the drill. Tell two friends to tell two friends. Rate, review, and remember, all men are equal in the eyes of a fish. Take care of yourself. We'll see you on Tuesday. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. You know, it can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. Invisible struggles like stress and burnout, caregiving for a loved one, or being misunderstood. But insight, awareness, and empathy will help us better see the issues they're dealing with. And that can make us and our companies healthier, too. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. You ever get that feeling like the concrete jungles closing in? You crave wide open spaces, the chance to chase your own dinner, or just breathe clean air. Well, listen up. There's a whole world out there waiting, and finding your piece of it just got easier. Head over to land.com. They've got ranches, forests, mountains, you name it. Search by acreage, price, location. They've got it all. No matter what kind of wild dream you're chasing, land.com can help you find the ground to make it a reality. So quit dreaming. Head over to land.com, find your open space, and get out there. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite 
moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count.